All right. Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the AB podcast, Adrian Bow podcast, uh, featuring Troy Malcolm. We are at episode number 113. And Bowie, because my lucky number is 13, we thought we'd be bring on a very, very special guest. Someone that we have both worked with for a long period of time uh, has featured on this podcast before. It's none other than Mr. Michael Townsend. Townie, welcome to the podcast. Um, before I get into the key things we're going to cover off today uh, with yourself and Adrian, I just wanted to cover off a couple of details. We've known each other for a long period of time. You are obviously a leading principal within the McGrath network of offices. You are leading the St Kilda office, not only a successful sales agent, sales team, you are the block longest serving agent, I think, representative. You've won it more times than any other agent that's been featured. Um, this is your fourth year on the block you've won it twice you came third once you probably should have won it that year lucky number four you're representing Mitch and Mark we're going to cover off all that detail and so much more about real estate in general uh, but also how Victorian agents are really setting up and firing hard until the end of 2021 and seeing that set up 2022 to be their best year ever AB we've been trying to schedule this one for quite some time why is Michael such an important person for not only you and I but also also for everyone to hear from, given the timing we see with the block and also what Victoria's experienced over the past 12 months? Oh, look, I think everyone in the real estate industry nationwide has, you know, kept an eye on the Victorian market and, and our colleagues, you know, south of the border, especially for our for us um, New South Wales people. And um, obviously there's been some, you know, very challenging obstacles. There was a period there they, they weren't even allowed to show property. And uh, we took it for granted a little bit here because, you know, lockdown was was obviously um, you know a, a lot more benign in in terms of of what the um, what the restrictions were. So a lot of people just forget that there was just you know many months there where they just couldn't even show property. Therefore, it was very hard to list, and it's just been very 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 challenging for them. And I've got a lot of clients down there, and obviously you know we all three of us you know chat regularly. But also uh, Troy Michael is probably you know one of those agents in the industry, regardless of state who really comes across as an authentic, genuine, trusted advisor um, and, you know, a, a very good example of good guys can come first, you know, because a lot of people feel that, um, you know, in real estate you've got to be, you know, a hustler, um, you know, but you can't be a good guy either. Well, I think, you know, Michael uh, obviously uh, represents the fact that they're not mutually exclusive. You can be a good bloke or a good gal and know how to close deals at the same time. So I think they're the main reasons that, that we wanted to get Mike on today. So welcome, Mike. Good to see you again, mate. You too, guys. Wow, what an intro. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think my mum could have written a better one. So thanks, boys. <laughs> appreciate that. No, we've, uh, yeah, like you say, we've known each other, all, all three, um, yeah, a long, long time. And you guys have been incredibly important to our business and to me personally. So um, no, it's always great to see your face and, and have a bit of a yarn. So um, yeah, thanks for inviting me on. Pleasure, mate. Now, can we start Pleasure. Can we start with the block? I mean, this, this is um, everyone, I don't know whether it's because of lockdown, but everyone has seen this year um, and glued to the TV screens about the drama that's been associated uh, with the block and the the kind of challenges and the competitive spirit of the, the fans versus the favourites. 
Um, most people from an agent's point of view would think that you guys are just suckers for punishment. Four years representing the block. It's not an easy job, right? Because we I, I've been involved with it over the years that, that we've worked closely together and even when it was in Sydney. And there's a lot of things that you have to cover off that don't necessarily relate to a normal campaign. Um, why is it important, I think, for anyone watching, what, what has it provided you from a professional point of view, but also personally? Because I know that you've, you've not only seen the success and ridden the waves with the agents, but you've also seen the business side as well that gets you know, an awareness about your personal brand, but also the brand that you represent. How does that work and, and what's been beneficial for that for you, mate? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question. And the one that we get asked a lot is like, how much business do you generate off the back of this, which is incredibly hard to quantify. Um, so, so Josh and I, uh, my business partner, so we're um, listing and selling principles and also auctioneers. So we're, we do all the auctions for our agency and just to put it into, for, uh, I suppose, context for anybody that we're, we're a high turnover uh, office. So we need uh, our, our average sale price is about eight fifty nine hundred. So we typically transact north of 200 properties or need to, uh, to, to get to our 3 million plus GCIs. So mm. with that and being in the state that we are, auctions are very important. And um, so, so there's that as well. So we're, yeah, so it is, it is, it is a lot of work. It is. And it's, um, it's, it's even more, even from what you might see on the TV, because we, even this year, we I reckon I've got an elbow in the background on one episode, maybe from uh, as far as on camera, um, which is whether that's why, why the ratings are a bit down this year. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> but the um, so from a but, but from a back of, uh, of off screen, we Josh and I are on the phone to the contestants probably every third day because mm -hmm. it is a, it's it's almost like we're building the house for the market with them so while they'll be on camera saying oh let's put the ensuite over here you know that that's already been a conversation that we might have had or been on or down at the building site saying hey have you thought about the separation of this or you know the flow through of that so there is there is a lot of that um uh, but as far as brand promote that's the main reason of course you know you go we're on the show and it's been really really good for us so we there's, there's no doubt about it that there is a great promotion and an elevation from it um from a commission side of things it's very low commission we don't get paid very much but from that we're able to leverage and from that you know, our own brand promotion and personal as well and so coming back to the question that a lot of people do ask saying how much business do you really think it makes you it's it or, or, or helps you with what we found is it really solidifies existing relationships yeah. so it might be someone who already knows us who even personal and you know network that might say yeah i know townie's you know an agent but uh, did you see he's also on the block so he must be you know what a bit, maybe a bit bit more than or you know something along those lines and that's really what it what it's done for us um yeah, it's, it's really interesting and it's so many great observations because Adrian, as, as we know, because we've been obviously um, watching from the sidelines, but the, the, the company that represents it and um, having a client like Channel 9 as well. And I think the production companies that are associated with that and the consultation of build and representing and making sure the justification to buyers and working with 
the clients being the contestants, I think that that's actually really, really important for people to understand. So um, it's it's not it's not all glitz and glamour. It's not easy as it is. And the other thing is, Adrian, that Michael and Josh and the team at St Kilda, you know, it's um it, it's a full commitment. And and like Michael said, there's 200 properties that they have to sell on average, right, per year. Mm-hmm. Um, to keep their business running. And while we see a small segment of that on the block, there's also the day-to-day running of, you know, anywhere from 15 to 20 properties on a monthly cycle getting through. And and Michael and Josh, both really successful auctioneers in the Victorian market, you can start to see how that can be a bit of a burden, but also an opportunity, like Michael said, just to solidify those relationships. Adrian, I guess the other thing that we wanted to talk to Michael about is really how has Victoria, um, how, how have you gone during the course of uh, each one of the lockdowns, the most lockdown city in the world, I think is the catchphrase that everyone yeah. represents. Yeah. Mate, um, we have all been thinking about you. We know that still a number of successful deals have been done and a lot of agents are still having their best years ever, which is really, I guess, Adrian, a tilt of a hat to say that Agents are very adaptable. Uh, they're agile. And those that have been successful in their business have seen opportunities and grown. And that's exactly what Michael's done. Um, Townie, how, how has that worked for you? What does that look like um, you know, for those that haven't experienced it? And even those that are in Victoria that have worked side by side with you, almost a confirmation that you've experienced the same things. What have been some of the challenges that you've seen and how have you overcome those and adopted and adapted to that um, scenario? Yeah, so I mean... It's yeah. It, it, it's the lockdown has you know what it, it is what it is. So it's mm. like there's no sort of yeah. It's been tough. But what we've been in, we're fortunate because so from my team and for for Josh and I, we've been we're established agents. So it's come at a. I, I really feel for maybe an agent who's just starting or might have started out. So and and thinking. I mean, we've all had those first days or those first you know time in the office when thinking back to the start of the career where you're like, okay, I've got all this energy. What can I do? And when, like that guy wasn't even able to go out letterbox dropping or door knocking or do any of that stuff because it's like you've got in Melbourne it was you've got you know one or two or three reasons to leave the house um, you know you're either going grocery shopping or or doing your one hour of exercise or, or in the latter part of it getting your vaccination so you can't be like I I'm just introducing myself as the, your local agent here from McGrath St Kilda it's like get away from my door man you know like <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I feel for those guys, we're, we're lucky from our point of view being um, a little more established in, in, the, in the industry. What it's done, these lockdowns, has actually been really, really, really good for our team. And I think for most agents, if you, if you flip it around, because it's, it's rather than having the, here's the open sign and come, come at us at the door for half an hour and then I'll, call, you know, I'll have a bit of a chat, but we won't go into too much depth just in case you start talking about negative things that another buyer hasn't thought of but we'll then roll into that kind of chat on a Monday kind of mm. traditional, what it's meant is one-on-one appointments. And it's actually brought back the skill set for a lot of agents of the pre-qualifying mm. questions, because if you are, if you think about it from a health point of view, if you are going to come out and meet someone and potentially risk, you know, because if, if you do, if you think that this is a thing that is, you know, problematic, it's like, okay, just, just to better understand your, have you got your finance right? Have you, are you, if you find the right home, are you, you know, will you be able to buy it? That, that, those sort of questions are what the agents are, are almost forced to, to do again, rather than, mm-hmm. oh, no, I'm just looking and I've got nothing else to do on a Saturday. They're probably not booking the, the private appointment. So yeah. in, what, with all that 
what I'm saying is it's 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 allowed the agents to sell one-on-one and, and be and and have if and if you've got that if you've got the scripts and dialogues or you've got the the um sort of the understanding of what questions you need to have it actually is bringing deals to from buyer liking the property to buyer putting an offer in quicker for an experienced agent mm. asking the right questions because they're not meeting 35 people at one go and then trying to chase tails on a, on a Monday. Yeah. Yeah. And Mike, uh, apart from yourself and Josh, what's the depth of your sales roster? How many agents or associates do you have actually have within, within the group? Yeah. Uh, so we've got, uh, so there's Josh, sorry, my phone's ringing. Uh, so Josh and myself both run with uh, an associate agent, but it's not yep. the same in Victoria. They're basically agents, you know, um, yep. Trace has been with the business a long, long time. So almost mm-hmm. team structure, senior agent and not junior, but, um, you know, sales sales agent. And then Nicole mm-hmm. and Rachel are just about the, well, they're the I can't think of uh, a more, from a female point of view and from a male point of view as well, they're in, in our little pocket, they're just about the highest performing going around and they work side by side, split everything 50, 50. Um, and they, they're flying. They've, they've, this month they've listed 18 new, new properties. Um, mm. So they're, they're going amazing. And then uh, Mel is, uh, she's got an associate agent. So that's more of a PA. And then Steve, is, uh, he's, he sort of focuses on um, development sort of stuff. So putting him aside from the mum and dad did the, uh, kitchen table real estate, we're very, very, very small um, mm. sales team. And uh, but it's yeah, very, very high potent. So as far as GCA, and 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 given given Mike that that the whole lockdown and the COVID situation was a very fluid situation and happened quite quite you know imminently and and quite instantly um and you know that i'm a huge advocate of mental health in the industry as well did yourself and josh find that you really had to rally the team and really dig a little bit deeper and and did you notice any mental health issues that you really had to you know um work with even though you may not be you know qualified in dealing with it but something that you were almost, you know, uh, by default had to learn really, really quickly just in order to maintain momentum and just for an altruistic benefit and assistance to your colleagues. Yeah, definitely. No, that was, that was, that's one of the biggest things that we did. It's, uh, and, and needed to do and were, and wanted to Mm. do. That's the, that's the thing because, for, especially for the people that might live that live by themselves, that was a, that's mm. a big one because if you, you it's it's all well and good. And for the listeners that and viewers that know St Kilda, it is a lifestyle area, you know. So it mm. is a place that that people might be happy to live in a smaller property or a one bedroom apartment, say, without a balcony, because they mm. they almost you know they work and then they go and grab drinks or something with friends or they go and exercise and then come home have dinner and you know go to bed. So it's okay to sort of you know, you think of like Bondi apartments could be nice and small because you can go spend the most of the time on the beach or, or hanging out and doing things, sort similar environment. So for our team that do live by themselves, that was, they, they were, um, yeah, they needed, well, we, we checked in on them regularly. We There was things throughout the lockdowns, like we'd run trivia nights and on yeah, or Zoom or there'd be, you know, just a care package or there'd be a Friday night Zoom, which was totally non-work related where everybody could reconnect and, and have a bit of a joke and, a, you know, tell sto- stories and things. So from the, and the main ones is uh, were the property managers. So we, right. 
so Josh and I have, um, and our team, uh, you know, I don't say lucky, but definitely fortunate enough because we've worked hard to look after just to tick over 1300 management. So we've got a big property management team and they're, they're also very much the ones that, um, we, we checked in and checked in regularly because if you can imagine it from from the hardworking property managers, it's uh, they're used to the camaraderie or they're used to the the venting, mm. you know, of of stories sometimes. So they so if you and their their workload actually goes up in a lockdown because maybe the yep. person that's now locked they, they notice the dripping tap that they've yep. you know mm. need fixing. So let's call the property manager because I got downtime, you know, and so mm. it's, and sometimes for a property manager their role can be. Um, more skewed to negativity than positivity and I mean in that in the landlord doesn't ring them up all that regularly and say hey um, the rent's always paid on time and uh, yeah. you, you know you're looking after my property great just wanted to let you know keep keep up the good work that that call while it might exist I mean that that feeling might exist it doesn't happen that much it's more mm. property managers get needing to fix something or chasing arrears and then having to communicate hey uh, sorry landlord your dishwasher at the your investment property needs uh, some money, you know, so it, it can be a bit more negative, especially if you're having that call and then going back to making another call and you're doing that by yourself. So um, mm. yeah, that was the, that was the ring around. And also just of the extension of the mental health question, AB was um, it was, that's a lot of our teams from a sales point of view, actually um, reconnected with a lot of their old clients and be through that avenue as well just hey just checking in just you know having a bit of a you know just look i'm you know going it's a bit you know lonely and or whatever at the moment but just wanted to say hi and just you know hope everything's well at your end and you know it's actually not using it as the guys to you know for a prospecting call but more of a, a, a part of a care call um mm. actually established a little bit more in their um databases and yeah it's been good good and and, and as oh, uh, was oh, yeah. it almost sorry Troy was it almost serendipity to a degree that now we're almost at the end of it that you find a little bit more alliance and culturally is there's been a slight improvement there yeah I think so um the it's look adversity does galvanize people and teams and yeah. we, we know that that's why you know that's why a footy club might pre-season go off to the Kokoda Trail because mm. they go through that hard thing together and then they come yeah. out stronger at the end. And it's, look, it's, mm. yeah, it's it, it, yeah, it has because it, I reckon I've spoken to some of our guys probably more through these lockdowns and that's bad by yep. me when I say that out loud, but it's true mm. because you, you yep. might be running in, in and out of the office and say hi and how you're going, yeah, good, and, and go off and you try and list that thing. But with a bit mm. more downtime, it's, yeah, you have a bit, bit more of a longer phone call to, you know someone in, in the team a bit more so that for me mm. personally that's strengthened I think some of the relationships I'll have with the team post uh, I suppose once we get back into the office I was going to say Michael right. um, what's been yeah it's so true and you know I, I have been very fortunate to work with your team uh, while I spent a lot of time in Melbourne and Adrian, the, the team, and for the listeners, it's a it's a it's a, a high performance team. It's it's a very flat style, like it's a very flat leadership style. So, you know, with jo Josh and Michael running the business, there's everyone's in it together, which again is extremely rare in any type of real estate office. And I think that that's the culture that Michael and Josh have created as leaders. Um, and they know the team knows that they can rely on each other to jump in and help out. And it's, it's really an interesting observation, the dynamic between sales and property management. 
And I think a lot of businesses and especially leaders, if they're listening to this, they probably haven't experienced the connectivity between both divisions that they probably should have in a lot of the restrictions. But if you look at the St Kilda office for the McGrath brand, they have always had such a collective approach to their business that, um, you know, the leadership and the sales meetings and everyone's always involved. It really does set them apart. Uh, and like Michael said, it actually galvanizes it. So it's a perfect representation of what a real estate business should be like and the way that you should care for your team. Um, Michael, yeah. from a leadership perspective, What's been the biggest learning that you've had personally about leadership in business and in real estate over this period? Because I think there's a lot of insights and a lot of aha moments, but I'd love to know what was the key one for you that really made you go, you know what, this is the business that I've created and this is the business that I am creating. This is what we're going to do going forward, non-negotiable. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's good. And it's uh, you know, reflected on that notion a little bit as well. The, the oh, the thing I've learned about being a leader is probably being more. Uh, it's probably increased my humility um, a little bit and and less, you know, focus a, a little bit um, or selfishness. Is that the sometimes if you're not having a great day yourself, by having a checking on someone else actually raises your you know might make makes you feel better so much and gets you out of maybe a bit of a funk rather than sitting there stewing on it yourself a little bit so yeah. no, it's definitely i think made you know adver, you know again adversity makes you know pressure creates diamonds whatever analogy you want to use right <laughs> and um yeah. and that that's been that's been one thing it, it absolutely it's touching on that um not for us not having so much and we work so hard on not having two segregated departments of our business property pms over here and sales are over here that yeah. that unification has been a very very large focus of ours so to put that into context we've got um oh so yeah so coming back to what troy was saying so josh and i we're on the same splits as all our sales teams at, at different trigger points so you know 40 60 50 50 60 40 yep. so everybody's on the same we're transparent with our gci with our numbers as sort of like whiteboards or digital scoreboards that we have um we have to explain to the pm especially the new ones sometimes if they're off to the tea room that no that's the gross commission that's not what that agent sitting over there <laughs> through because they walk past and go what the hell i'm on 85 and this bloke's on you know 600 and it's only it's like no 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 that's yeah we might get there but that's not what you just explained a little bit there yeah um so, so very transparent and very open with our with our team we're just we're in we're a sales agent and we're also you know leaders and business um owners elsewhere so with our property management team so we've uh, we're running coming out of lockdown where we've called it 70, 70 deals in 70 days, which is a track into, into Christmas um, for our sales guys with a reward at the end of, if, if we, if we get there. So if it's like, we should have the tennis on, you know, in, in February or, or whenever, when it comes back. Yeah. But that, that's not a, that's not a one department reward. So that's for the whole office. Yeah. So it is this, you know, how are we going? So there is this rolling, once we get back into the office next week, there's going to be a rolling, you know, almost like the flip board, you know, day, you know, how many days to go, how many deals to go sort of thing. Um, and so that the property managers can be, they're involved with it because a lot of our sales do come from our property management 
investor clients and then they also and then our sales team does feedback into the into our rent roll so it is like oh did you get did you follow you know so the property manager can say hey mike did you follow up the that landlord that i sent you because they're thinking of selling because we, we've only got you know we're, we're behind on our our count because mm. we all want to really go to the tennis and hang out as a reward together so that so yeah coming back to the leadership is not just it's probably being less selfish um is and um uh and yeah and also the importance of us as as josh and i out, out looking at our whole office not just mm. maybe focusing over here because we need to put, put more gci in so we don't focus over there because someone you know in property management might mm. just being chewed out or has to go to vcat or something yeah yeah I, th- I think troy it'd be remiss of us not to ask mike um about the market itself in st kilda because i think st kilda would be quite an accurate barometer for the rest of the state. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, we've all been doing this for decades. Um, The last two years in particular, Mike, has been very manic. Um, Explain it to us in terms of your market, what's what's happened. Uh, Obviously, there's been times of, you know, highly accelerated growth. What's been the impact of COVID? Has it affected pricing up or down? And now what are we currently seeing? So maybe that the last sort of 24 months in particular, uh, if we can focus on. Yeah, no, no. It's, um, so, out, yeah, you're, you're spot on and you know the area well, of course. So the, uh, yeah. we're a good cross-section of when someone says, how's the market, you know, as a, mm. as, you know, a family member might say, how's the market? Um, I, I don't think any agent can say the market is this or the market is that because there's so many microcosms. Mm. It's like, is it is, is established, you know, how, is established houses over in a completely different area to where I operate? What are you referring to sort of thing? Yeah. So when it comes mm-hmm. to St Kilda, we've got uh, new build apartments um, as one segment. We've got established apartments, so decos and 50s and 60s. Um, Welcome. And then we've got, um, yeah, obviously houses as well so smaller single fronted 1.3 million dollar victorians and then right up to five and six million dollar properties as well so there's we've got a really really good cross-section of it covid's hit um uh let's say investment grade or or tenancy you know um apartments mainly because the travelers aren't here so the irish backpackers and those kind of guys and the people that work in hospitality because of hospitality being shut down they might have come from in from Shepparton or Bendigo for their one sort of gap year or those kind of work a bar or work at the SB or do something like that. But if you can't, a lot of those guys have left, creating a void of vacancy. Mm. Um, so there is an increase in property in that lower band. Also, there is, there is there's lots of Airbnbs and with those people not being around, that's been, the, hey, can you sell my... Airbnb so that that's come in as well or it's been can you find me a tenant for 12 months fully furnished it's like that's been difficult in that um and off the off the back so that's one bit that's probably struggling and um the the, the supply is outweighing the demand there investors aren't you know jumping on them so much so they're a bit more it's almost and um, we've sort of run this politely with our sales team is it's like it's it's like the builder that quotes maybe a bit too high for the kitchen reno or something because he's so busy so when it does come to those ones don't just think the mindset of we're two percent or that's what i I always it's it's almost like this is going to be hard work it's a Mm. 50 square meter thing without parking and uh, so look i'm a set fee my commission is 10 grand that's it and and Mm. so just sort of changing that in that that space Uh, for the houses and the the north of a million price point and north of two 
especially north of two for the families, it's going gangbusters because there is yeah. pent up, you know, there's nothing like spending 23 hours locked in your house to yeah. like the inefficiencies in, in, in your, maybe in your circumstance or, but maybe in your property as well, mm. because, mm. you know, the your kids are doing your head or you need another bedroom or you need, you need, we're going to get a pool. We're going to go for a house with a bigger backyard just in case we do get locked in again. And we've got that resort style property. So those, that, that pent up demand is, is, is unbelievable. It's more just the fear of which is what's happened is it's almost becoming, oh, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put a percentage on it, but incredibly high percentage of sell before buy because yes. people don't want to, because you can imagine you've just bought, you know what you've got within, you know, without a premium, but then you go, uh Oh, another three months locked in. The agent can't even put the show a person through your door, even if you're not hiring, mm. even if, vacant they can't do it so then because yeah. no one, your mortgage is still or your settlement date is still approaching yeah but you know you can't you know you can't physically sell the, the, the asset that you need to get that you might have needed to get into the next next place so that yeah it's very much becoming the norm selling before buying so has it been for that housing market would it be fair to say within two years 25 percent growth it's in certain segments yes yeah um, okay it's, it's huge it's, it's been mm. significant, yeah. And but that mm. yeah, and it's but that's that is because there's been less transactions. Yeah. So yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. So it hasn't been the volume of yeah, of normality. So it's mm. you can have someone just we've got expats and people that are buying things from Dubai because they're you know, and they might not be paying sight unseen or video walkthroughs or something and they're paying another three hundred mm. grand more. Yeah. Then and that then obviously with a low supply and turnover increases the the cap, you know, the capital growth. Mm, mm. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah gotcha. I, interesting. I definitely see the uh, the value. It's very similar to what we've seen throughout Queensland, New South Wales, and all around the country. People have seen those inefficiencies in their properties, and maybe it is an additional bedroom for people to stay or to convert to a home office or a kids' playroom. But also mm. the lifestyle factors. So yeah, and that's just the, some of the things, and also having just outdoor space that the kids necessarily mm. don't have to leave the house, but they can go into the backyard and run around and have that kind of crazy hour, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing that, and it has changed. It's recalibrated a lot of lots of normal things. So, an an apartment that doesn't have an outdoor space, balcony, or courtyard is harder. So, buyers are almost prep. They'll forego a car park mm. rather than foregoing a balcony because of the lockdown. You, it's it's all well and good that your car's sat outside and off the street. That's that's great, but you can't go outside and. Mm or you can't have a barbecue, like even a little thing, or mm. just stand out and have your coffee, look at, you know. So that that's one thing. But Troy, your spot on what's happening for us as lifestyle areas is that we're, we're finding a lot of people coming in from out of areas or different areas so that their 5Ks might be a little bit more effervescent than where they were. Because, you know, if, they put a, if you put a 5K ring around maybe a place that you've lived in your whole life or maybe it's not as fun as a suburb goes... I want to come and live in St Kilda or Elwood around around the bay, so that my five Ks is Albert Park Lake as well, or it's something else, or it's yeah. you know, a few different coffee shops. So, yeah, similar to all the Victorians heading up north and you know, making sure that their um, you know living situation is a little bit different. <laughs> Mate, awesome, awesome. Um, thank you, Michael. As we as we start to wrap up. Um, 
Phenomenal insights, Adrian. I, I think it's it's easy to see why Michael has been such a successful leader, um, not only as a sales agent in a sales business with a team working with him, but also as a business leader. Um, mate, yeah. I, I, I just want to thank you for the transparency you provide our listeners. We know that the last time you were on was really highly rated. Uh, the feedback we got was, uh, if you ever get a chance, please bring Michael back on. So um, Adrian being Adrian, he said, I think he sent you a text only last week and you jumped all over it. <laughs> we can't thank you enough. And um, the numbers that people will watch this be that on on face, uh, sorry, on camera, uh, on, on the recording or be on any one of the platforms that the podcast has hosted. I think they'll get a really good understanding um, of what you're about now. Obviously, um, you've got emails, uh, websites, social platforms. Guys, if you have any questions at all, just search uh, Michael Townsend. It's very easy. Um, the Grass St Kilda, you are really easy to find in that space. And we know that you do a lot in that space. AB, final thoughts on this episode, because I think this one's been hugely a value add uh, to our listeners. I know that I've got a lot out of it, uh, as I do every time that we catch up. But I think that this one is really just, I guess, confirmed um, the way that we've been approaching business is this very similar throughout New South Wales, Queensland and Victoria. I think that there's a consistency there. I think you can see the, the genuine people and good people are doing great business uh, and it's reflective of the performance that you've seen out there in the market. And I think that that's only going to intensify as we ramp up uh, out of restrictions for Victoria, but as we ramp up to the holiday season, uh, as we've said a couple of times over the few, past few weeks, we've got about 10 weeks until the Christmas break and then we're straight back into it early 2022. I don't see it slowing down at all. Um, Adrian, any final thoughts that I've maybe missed that Michael covered off? Oh, look, the key takeaways for me, Troy, was definitely humility. So one thing, you know, whether we call it serendipity or whether we call it pivoting, um, which, you know, has been a bit of a cliche during this, this whole COVID experience, is that um, something positive has come out of something that was potentially negative. You know, for Michael, both personally, um, given that he's, you know, found a whole new level of humility within himself, not, not that he lacked it previously, but he's just gone to another level. Secondly, he's, he's appreciated the importance of communication amongst his team and clients and also that altruistic approach that he's adopted Troy which is you know it's really all about my team you know it's not so much about myself anymore you know like I've been very fortunate to build up you know with him with himself and Josh as a good business but how can we pay it forward you know so I think that was a key takeaway for me and you know what you don't need to um, be a principal you know, or to reach Michael's level of success to practice this. You know, you could you could start this today. Otherwise, you're going to suffer from this when then disease. You know, when I've got that house that I love, then I'll provide good service. Or when I've got this dream car, then I'll, you know, provide more communication and more support to my team. You can start today. And I think that's the whole, whole you know, the beauty about it. So I, I think that they were the key takeaways for me. And obviously, um, you know, something positive coming out of this, this, you know, quite an anomalous event, really one in a hundred year event. So the mm. useful belief around it, rather than, you know, dragging our heels saying, why has this happened? Um, you know, what, 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 why how, were we restricted? Why were we handcuffed? Because if you ask yourself the wrong questions, you'll get the wrong answers, you know. So I think better quality questions um, definitely beget better quality answers and that, that's been the key takeaway. Yeah. That's it. For, for me, um, just final closing, um, look, it's not, uh, I've got a, I'm very, very fortunate and have work alongside my best mate and, uh, and you know, um, 
co-principal co Josh Sterling. So he's, um, you know, none of none of this is done by me in isolation. Absolutely not. Yeah. It's probably, you know, Sterling does uh, an amazing work. So a big thank you. Yeah, to, you know, those yeah of course. And, and to our team but, and a big thank you to them. And I'll say that but um, because of, you know, of all, all the other reasons we've covered off, but also just to highlight yeah. to, uh, to you blokes, you know, as again, you know, thank, thank you for helping us personally over the journey, but also... Thanks for putting out content like this. You know, if this if this stuff doesn't exist, these chats aren't happening because it could be someone in the car right now. You know, going off to a listing that might feel hopefully a bit more positive and have the outlook mm. and things. Because you guys are have always been so so happy to give back to the industry and and share knowledge and and yeah to re- reiterate what Troy said. Um, yeah, if anybody wants to, you know, ask a question or whatever, I mean, it's not a throwaway thing. You can yeah find mm. your, or email or do whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, happy to happy to help. Yeah, no, we can we can understand that because Troy and I we we also the same mate. We we best mates and get to work together, so it's great fun. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. But AB, that's episode number one hundred and thirteen. Josh uh, and Michael have been doing a phenomenal job. Townie, I can't let you go without asking: Are you going to win the block this year? Come on, look! I'll give the listeners an insight there. Uh, Look, we're pretty. I'm pretty confident. Like yeah. you know, without you know, without calling it, uh, yeah, definitely no. But <laughs> anyone, um, anyone that has seen the series, Mitch and Mark have been doing uh, a phenomenal job uh, with their property. It's very cool. Yeah. It's very appealing. I think they've nailed the market. Uh, yeah. As most of the contestants have, I, you know, out of the five houses, I think three of them have absolutely um really nailed that Hampton market, uh, which is not too yeah. far away from where where you guys are. And I think that. Uh, no. depending on the auction order I think you're in a very good very good position to to take it out again so no doubt Adrian and I will be watching uh, hopefully mate yeah. you're, you're right there I want to see uh, your face uh, I think, <laughs> I, think I, just, I do these ones but yeah, <laughs> we, uh, hopefully we're, we're kind of hoping that maybe the border was going to stay shut a little bit because now because SKG wouldn't have to it would come down so <laughs> finally be able to get out there with the gavel for the first time but uh uh, the big fella's coming in, so I'll, so, so I'll just be sort of that head bobbing in the background. It's, it's, you've got to know where the cameras are, right? So, hey, anything yeah. should be better than writing down the bid sequence that you had to last year as well in regards to the auction bidding. Yeah. Uh, it was out yeah. of yeah. That edit. Uh, that edit was incredibly kind on me, actually, because <laughs> <laughs> it was like, while it only showed a little bit of me trying to figure out what, and, you know, $1 and cents and 75 cents when you're up at $4 million and $201 and 75 cents. And then he, then he just shouts out another bid. He doesn't, he never says the number, you know, as us as auctioneers, we, every now and again, it's refreshing when someone just might say three, three million one hundred, and you just have to repeat that back. Yeah. Um, but he, Danny will never do that. He'll just say, and another $85 and 45 cents on that. <laughs> really? So, yeah, that, you yeah. need to be a human calculator. Uh, with yeah, that yeah. stuff. So, yeah. uh, mate, we can't thank you enough. Uh, Michael Townsend, uh, McGrath, St Kilda, uh, block extraordinaire, agent representative, uh, all-round good guy, mate. Thank you. Can't have, wait to have you on again. I think it was far too long, Adrian, between having Michael on uh, last time. So hopefully, mate, in the next six months, eight months, we might bring you back in again and do a debrief on the block sure. and then see how everything's run up 
uh, into the new year in 2022. But mate, can't thank you again. Episode number 113. AB, as always, uh, see you very soon. Speak to you shortly. That's it, guys. Uh, send through your questions, thoughts, comments, rate us five stars. Make sure you're reviewing everything. Uh, no less than five stars, obviously. And we'll see you all again, same time next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Troy. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, listeners.